Happy 4th of July, everyone. Meteorologist Joe Martucci here at the Press of Atlantic City for another episode of the Something in the Air podcast. It is the first Wednesday of the month. We have Dr. Dave Robinson on, and we are recapping a, we'll say, smoky, but also quiet month of June. We did have the Wharton State Forest Fire. Uh, we also had pretty comfortable temperatures during June. So Dr. Dave Robinson is going to break that all down for us here we also talk about some coastal flooding. We talk about temperature. We talk about the expansion of how we're teetering on drought. So we got all of that for you. And for the latest South Jersey weather, you can always come to our website, pressofac.com slash weather. And also make sure to check out our other podcast, Across the Sky. That's with our Lee Weather team. That comes out every Monday here, audio only. We got video and audio for you, as always the first and third Wednesdays of the month. So without further ado, let's tune in to Dr. Dave Robinson. Okay, we are now joined by New Jersey State Climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson, birthday buddy, weather dad, the whole nine yards. And for today only, we're almost matching. Our haircuts or our our, our I mean our clothes. I feel color like coordination. Yeah, I feel like color coordinate. My hair. I mean, you do have a nice haircut. I did say that earlier. Nice haircut. Um, but I was talking more about the clothes. I feel like we're all in that same. That's true. There's family. there's some coordination there. Very stylish. Right. Great minds think alike, as they say. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, the month of June. Um, in short, not too much going on specifically weather-wise, but uh, you can't talk about June here without talking about the Wharton State Forest Fire yeah. um, burned over 13,500 acres um, in the top 20 for largest wildfires on record here. Um, it was believed to have started on Saturday, June, looking at my calendar, 18th, 18th um, but really exploded on the 19th. And it really... I think doubled and tripled in size in a matter of hours, continued into Monday here. Um, but, you know, what's interesting is that you had a big wildfire in June. Usually you're thinking heat and humidity in June. Not the case. Uh, that past weekend, it was, it, was, it was warm, but it wasn't hot, but it was dry. Dew points were low. It was a little gusty, and that ground was really dry. I, I have... I uh, pulled up some numbers. Our dew points at Atlantic Sea or National Airport, so not in where the fire is, but close to it, got down to about 37 degrees. That only happens between 1% to 5% of the time in the middle of June. So we were talking about an exceptionally dry day, coupled that with some gusty winds, dry ground. You got yourself some really unfortunate wildfire spread. Yeah, the uh, there the only thing really missing were hot temperatures to help dry things out further. As you mentioned, uh, it was windy, humidity was low. Was it all uber dry? No, but in the Pinelands, you just have to go a couple days without rain and things dry out. So that's that's not a a real big factor. We really need timely rains to keep the fire danger down, especially in the Pinelands. So uh, I think really the, the two major keys was were the low humidity and the uh, strong wind gusts. And of course, whoever foolishly didn't extinguish their campfire, 
Yeah, the Forest Fire Service was investigating uh, an illegal wild uh, legal burn for that. I don't there was no conclusion to that just yet, but they were investigating it. So uh, it was just, uh, you know, kind of incredible to see it at the shore even, too. Yeah, well, that's become regular out west. And and in um, this past month, it's been an everyday thing in central Alaska. Fairbanks has been in the smoke almost every day. They've already had one of their top fires, fire seasons, and you're not even halfway through the fire season up there. So this year, it, the torch, terrible choice of words, has been handed to the Alaska from New Mexico, where things really got going. Now, New Mexico had very heavy rain, monsoonal rains last week, which helped there, except with flooding. Um, but real concerns uh, as we go through the summer with more fire out west. Here in the east, it's just a matter of uh, a week to week uh, looking at the conditions, whether we get dry and all. The real fi fire season in Jersey tends to be in the spring, yeah, um, but does not make us immune to fire during the summer. So people have to be ultra careful, especially in the Pinelands. Yeah, Chief McLaughlin, uh, the forest fire chief, was saying that, you know, there's has been and will continue to be greater concern for a summer forest fire season. Just want to know from a climate perspective, what, what you think about that in New Jersey? Well, I mean, the the long term outlook from the uh, Climate Prediction Center is no surprise here above normal temperatures. Now, our normals now are 91 to 2020. So it's hot more difficult to get above normal because we're look comparing it to a normal period that by itself is very warm compared to the rest of the 20th century for instance but it looks like warm now precip wise very very difficult to project into the future with the way summer rains come from hit and miss thunderstorms or a tropical storm that could sneak up here um but there's some suggestion that rains will be on the average, if not above average side during the summer. So there's no one saying we're headed towards a drought or anything like that, but we are drying out in South Jersey. And today's drought monitor, national drought monitor, has taken the abnormally dry category that was sitting in parts of Cumberland, um, Cape May County into Southern Atlanta County and moved it north about 30 miles uh, into eastern Gloucester, Camden, southern Burlington, southern Ocean, and all uh, of uh, Cumberland into western, uh, excuse me, eastern Salem. So a little bit of an expansion, um, no drought, um, but stream levels are low, groundwater's low, and the precipitation has been 30, 40, even 50% below normal over the last month with some lingering dryness from earlier periods. So we got to be careful, folks. I mean, use water prudently. Um, don't go out with the with fireworks and set them off wildly. Um, and, and of course, watch your, your, your campfires and so on and so forth. Yeah, that, that drought monitor area for that abnormally dry conditions was pretty much our press of AC core coverage area from like Manahawkin, LBI, all the way south to Cape May. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and I'm just kind of looking at this map. And during the month of June, Atlantic, Cumberland, Cape May were all between 26 to 50 percent below average for rain. Ocean was actually above average uh, as a whole. Um, I don't know if you can provide some more details. I know sometimes you got the highest and lowest totals, uh, but let's get into that precip. Who was the wettest this uh, this June? It was um, it, it, it was in um, Lakewood. Uh, up in Ocean County. Yeah. Yeah. Five, five point eight, eight inches there. We had one report coming in with over seven in Tom's river, but they only, these are Kokoros observers and they only observed on days where they reported rain mm. and not on other days. So it's unclear how good that record is, but it's possible there was a localized they got hit by a couple additional storms of over seven, but a complete record, Lakewood 5.88 was highest uh, for ocean. Uh, Atlantic is 3.88 inches out in Hamilton. Um, 2.01 was the low in Egg Harbor Township. So that's all averaging a little below normal. Yeah. And then down in Cape May, it's interesting, uh, lower township at 3.68 was the highest. And just up the road in Middle Township, <laughs> 1.91 was the lowest. But a lot of that difference came in. I can't remember the date, but there was one shower that came through. And I don't think it got north of the canal, uh, but <laughs> south of the canal, they got doused one afternoon. And they certainly need it down there. But it didn't spread up even the peninsula, let alone more on the mainland part of Cape May. So below average, not exceptionally below average um you know this is what i was we were talking about before we came on this month it had a little bit of everything it had a little tornado over in camden county it, it had some very warm days it had some chilly days where our northwest valley location up in walpack got down to 37 hmm. on the 20th and 21st or somewhere around there um but it was kind of nondescript um, temperatures are going to come in about average. Uh, I just looked today. Atlantic City Airport is coming in um, seven tenths below average before today, which is going to be a little above. And we're recording on the 30th. But the marine is going to come in two tenths above. So that's very close to normal. Um, yeah, pretty close, you know, pretty close to normal. And, you know, the temps. And we'll get into this, you know, fairly comfortable month. I, you, you're making me think of one thing, though. You know, you said the canal, right? So if, are you familiar with that part, with that sign that says North and South Jersey at the canal? You familiar with that road sign? <laughs> no, I'm just familiar with exit zero. By oh, yeah. You got to check it next time. And I know you're a Cape May guy. You like Cape May. Next time you go down there, look for the sign. It says on the back of a road sign, it says North and South. And anything north of the canal is... North Jersey. Just want to know your thoughts on that as the uh, the state climatologist and a geographer yourself. Do well, you find I should, to be accurate. I should recruit people people to take my geography of New Jersey course next spring semester because sure. we we'll talk about that. I, I think that's stretching it a little bit. Okay, all right. Um, Just wanted to double check on that with you. Yeah, and then that omits Central Jersey. And of course, you and I both know there's a central Jersey. Absolutely. I think maybe those people might think the canal itself is central Jersey. Ah, good point. So maybe they do have their north, central, south. 
Um, but yeah, we do want to get into temps. We're going to get into temps in a little bit. Let's take a, a brief break here. We'll talk about temps. We want to talk about just how darn comfortable it was this month. And we're going to have some odds and ends for you too. This is the Something in the Air podcast. <music> Welcome back to the Something in the Air podcast brought to you by the Press of Atlantic City in conjunction with our friends at Stockton University. We are a two-time New Jersey Press Association podcast award winner, and we couldn't do it without New Jersey State climatologist Dr. Dave Robinson in the flesh. Um, we won't talk about our accolades anymore, but we will talk about the accolades June gets for just being kind of comfortable, right? You were just saying before, temperatures about average so break down the temperatures for us in june and what drove that as well yeah i said it was kind of nondescript but another way of thinking about it is a little old-fashioned i've been coming up with some preliminary numbers uh and we're going to be a little below normal based temperature wise based on the 91 to 2020 averages statewide but i compared them to the period of record back to 1895 and we're still on the warm side but not much so it's kind of like, you know, the, the Junes of old. Uh -huh. um, and, and you know, we, we were pretty dry. So we've talked a lot about high temperatures, low temperatures, and how low temperatures are increasing faster than high temperatures. Not so this month. And, and whenever I see that, that's indicative of a pretty dry month, less moisture in the air. And that allowed the daytime heating to escape the space at night. And that gives you a, a little higher climb to get up to, to high temperatures the next day. Um, so again, kind of there, a little below average, but we had a, a couple of days, but you know, over 90. But it was interesting. Um, we haven't strung together three consecutive days to make it, quote, a heat wave anywhere in the state. So what I like to see with heat, and you know I'm not a big fan of it, is when you get into the hot weather, you already can see the end of the hot weather. <laughs> and that's been the case clearly um, that you haven't even looked and said, oh, three, four, we got to wait five days for it to cool off. It's been one and out for the heat or two and out for the most part. And, and again, no place in the state had three consecutive days of 90 and above in the month of June. Yeah. I mean, you know, what kind of comes to mind? Uh, do you remember June 17th? That was our hottest day overall. It was a Friday, but the days surrounding it were September-like. It was in the 70s yeah. the day before. It was in the 70s the following two days after. In fact, I remember on the 18th of June, I was flying back from Milwaukee for our American Meteorological Society broadcast conference. And I was wearing a sweatshirt in the during the day on Saturday because it was cloudy and it was windy. It was a little bit of a cool wind. So when the sun wasn't out, it was, you know, didn't feel like the middle of June. No. Well, remember that as we get into July, because that, yes. that's not going to last the whole time. Um, no. No. Yeah, so that was the, the nature of the month. And it's kind of what we've talked about, like a broken record for we old folks um, for months now. We haven't been able to lock in. It's a very transient uh, pattern. We've been in for months now where 
And, and, you know, many would say that's great. We haven't held on to anything for a particularly long time before handing it off to something different. Um, And that's, you know, that's what I think makes New Jersey's climate so interesting um, and and palatable, frankly, in some respects. Um, The cold doesn't last too long. The heat doesn't last too long. Wet, dry, you name it. Um, You know, you talk to people in the Pacific Northwest, they had a miserable spring. It was just one wet day after another after another. They were locked in. You talk to people down in the southern part of the country, they got locked into that early season heat dome, and it was one day after the other of heat. And here we are in and out and in and out of heat and cool and wet and dry. And I'll vote for that. Are you saying that other state climatologists might be jealous of you? Oh, I doubt that. You know, oh, okay. the, I was at the state climate meeting last week and I, you know, Jersey gets picked on or maybe it's just me that gets picked on. No, they wouldn't pick but, on you. But, you know, New Jersey can be uh, <clears throat> the brunt. Yeah, well, you know, that was uh, uh, when I was at the weather conference two weeks ago, people, um, a number of people just automatically knew I was from Jersey. They just knew. I wear, you know, I wear this point of pride. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And people are talking about coming to the shore in Jersey. You know, they're like, oh, you know, we're going to Stone Harbor. We're going to uh, Ocean City. And so I'm like, hey, all are welcome. But, you know, you can't make fun of us and say I'm going to come to the shore at the same time. You know? No. So um, speaking of the shore, there were some nice sea breeze days this month as well. Yeah. But there was that one day, maybe there was the 17th or it was more recent than that, where the winds were very strong out of the northwest. Um, and they kept things, um, it kept things very warm along. Yeah. The shore. That was the 17th. AC Marina got up to 90. Uh, that day. it might even been 92. I'll have to look. You can, uh, let me I, just I did one. look as a matter of fact, it was 92 on the 92. 17th. Yep. At the airport, it was 96. Yeah. And, and you just, it was very strong winds coming in from the Northwest. That was to ha- help dry things out for the fire just yep. two days later. Yep. Um, and and I read somewhere someone was equating that with warm ocean temperatures because of the warm winds blowing in from the northwest. And that's absolutely wrong <laughs> climatologically. <laughs> um, you get your coolest surf temperatures in the summer when the winds are blowing up from the south or southwest. Um, you know, Ekman flow. Ekman pumping. Like but when they're coming from the northwest, you get your, which is a cool direction in the air, you get your warmer surf temperatures. And you'd think it just would blow that water offshore and allow the cold water to upwell from below. But because of the way this Ekman pattern, it turns the water towards the shore. And when the winds are from the south, it pushes it off to the east. Um, So it's kind of the irony of the coast. Your Your hotter days... Um, with the humidity during the summer, have the coldest surfs. Yep. Now that hot, the 17th was hot, but that was a, a different weather pattern that was bringing in offshore winds. Yeah. It's, I want to ask you a question, and this is coming from your climate site, njweather.org. It seems to me that the Harvey Cedars location is the coolest one at the shore regularly. Is there something to LBI? being the coolest spot the shore or is it just a matter of 
kind of where it's placed and that's just the way it's, no it's you know, I, you know I, I kiddingly sometimes call the island a buoy it's, it's <laughs> out there in the water you got yeah. Barnaby bay off to off to the west uh wider there than elsewhere um so that's that's what and, and you know where our station is a harvey cedars it's it's a block to the ocean it's two blocks to the bay uh, it's pretty narrow there that's the part of uh, lbi that's split uh, during the 62 nor'easter yeah um so it's pretty narrow there so there's good reason why harvey cedars you know you can look some days it's up in seagirt um depending on the exact angle the wind's blowing sometimes seaside heights um occasion the marina the yeah. AC marina and if the winds are blowing from the south that's when you turn your attention to west cape may our station there but particularly our station in fortescue which is right. I mean, I could throw a stone and put it into Delaware Bay from where that station. Yes, I have been there a couple of times. It is on it is almost on the beach. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty much there. You know, um, speaking of forestry, you're making me think, can we get Seabreeze fronts in Cumberland County from the Delaware Bay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, Not just a south wind. You know what I'm saying? Early in the season. Um, the bay will warm up eventually. Right. Um, may always be a little cooler than the land. Look, when the land gets up to 95, the bay isn't 95. Right. It might be upper 70s to 80. So there's always, and I've already noticed with the sea breeze along the Atlantic coast, it's dropping the temperatures into the mid 70s. Yeah. You know, go back six, eight weeks ago, it was dropping it into the 50s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so the coast is warm up warming up uh, the coastal waters but still they don't equal the heat that we find on land many right. many days during the summer right right let's uh let's just switch gears a little bit talk about how comfortable it was in june we talked about it a couple of times um i had a couple of stats for you although my email is not working so i'm going to go off of memory but i'm pretty confident on this okay. um i'll write in the comments if it wasn't but in atlantic city International Airport. This June was our lowest dew points since 2016. And then Millville, when you average June, lowest dew points since 2006 or 2007, either or. Um, have at it. I buy it. I, I, I'll yeah. buy it. Um, and, and we've already talked about it uh, with the D0 um, abnormally dry classification. When you dry out the ground... There's less moisture available to go up into the atmosphere. You've got to bring it in from the bay or the oceans. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. When the ground is dry, the air tends to be dry. That leads to higher high temperatures, fewer clouds, higher high temperatures during the day, and, and cooler temperatures at night due to that loss of heat through a drier atmosphere. Yeah. So it all fits hand in hand. That's what's so interesting about our climate system. All the parts of it are so interrelated. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's very interesting how everything comes to play every day here in New Jersey. Um, and, you know, hey, if you don't, if you, you know, for people like us who have great hair, Dave got his uh, new haircut. You know, I didn't get a new haircut, but, you know, it's good for the hair, too. It's not frizzing out, you know. I, I hardly have enough left. As I said, the barber went to town. Hey, listen, I when I know you're just 
three or four years older than me. When I get to be your age, I, if I can have hair like that, that's a beautiful thing. I'll take it. Uh, it it's, it's all there. I don't need to put the hat on during. <laughs> no hat, no hat for you. No hat for you. Uh, all right. A couple of odds and ends. We'll, uh, we'll wrap up here. Um, one, we did get a couple of days and I'm trying to look at my sheet here. We had two days of coastal flooding on the 14th and 15th. Um, they were all minor flood stage. Um, you know, we just a reminder that we do get tidal flooding year round. It doesn't have to be just during, you know, your typical nor'easter season. Um, anything with that? No, I mean, it's funny. I've been talking, uh, several times recently, including this month to a group where we we're talking about nuisance flooding that, you know, the flooding, I, I don't know what the moon cycle was, but I bet you back in those days, I well, think it was onshore winds, but I don't know the wind, the moon may have been full or new. I think the moon was, I think we had our, what they call strawberry moon yeah, that day as well. Yeah. And we had um, onshore winds and that was all you needed. So that's all you need with this nuisance flooding there or sunny day flooding. Yeah. You don't need a big storm. And we see it in Miami beach. We see it in Norfolk. We've seen it along the South, all along the Jersey coast. And it's only projected to get far more prevalent as we go through the century. Essentially, it will be a daily event uh, along parts of the Jersey coast by the end of this century. And it's just the low-lying areas that occasionally flood, the low-lying roads and such. It'll be an everyday event at high tide. Absolutely true. It's something I talk about when we do public events. You know, it's don't focus so much on the major coastal flooding focus on that nuisance flooding because that provides daily impacts as well yeah. um let's wrap up with what's going on with the uh state climate office as we go into july what was new in june what are we looking forward to in july well the newest thing in june was my newest grandson ah there we go congratulations there, there yes go. um that was on june 3rd beautiful uh, but um we went to the state climate meeting in person, saw a lot of state climatologists last week, and it's great to share um, stories, share tools and such. So that's always, it's an energizing, informative, and, and let's face it, we're all nerds there, uh, a, a very enjoyable, um, but productive. We, we, we all come to the sessions, we're all there, we go out and we talk weather and climate at night. Uh, we're in our element, but, uh, you know, it, it was great. It was great to see folks from Delaware, Pennsylvania, New York, out in California, you know, down in the Carolinas and such, uh, and all parts in between. Um, we were continuing to chug along with uh, development of our, our network. We're out there cutting grass at our networks as the uh, stations, as, as it grows. Um, so, you know, it's kind of no new stations this month uh, but but kind of a typical summer maintenance pattern got it are you out there on the tracker cutting the lawn no but i was out at our kingwood station two days ago cleaning a clog in our rain gauge we have these cylindrical collection areas that go into a tipping bucket mechanism and they get clogged up and the best way you know it is when they don't record rain. You'd like to be proactive, but we have 67 stations and a very limited staff because our two undergrad interns were out chasing tornadoes at a Rutgers meteorology course this month. They were having too much fun. 
So I was out there. I, I'm the most overpaid field technician you can imagine. Um, but it's it's nice. It was a gorgeous day, and I headed out to Hunterdon County. And uh, you know, sometimes we have our host clean these things up. This was at the state police barracks, and I think they had uh, better things to do than go out and clean out a rain gauge. Right. I would. I would. I would agree with you on that. But hey, it was a nice little drive out to Hunterdon County. Sure, was nice. Sure, it's nice out there. Was that seventy eight out the Kingwood? Yeah, that's about seventy eight out the Kingwood. Well, cool. No, well, it's actually Route 12 out in Kingwood. Oh, 12. I'm not too familiar with Hunter and County. That's like a little shaky for me. But um, let's wrap it up here for the month of June. Uh, even though there wasn't too much to talk about, as usual, we find a way to stuff it all into 30 minutes. So, you know, problems there. Uh, we'll be back uh, with Dr. Dave Robinson in the first Wednesday of August. We're going to recap the month of July. That wraps it up for the Something in the Air podcast brought to you by the Press of Atlantic City in conjunction with Stockton University. Our next episode will be coming on July 20th. This one I've been looking forward to for a while. This is going to be the top weather event in the Bible. We have JMJ Missions based here in South Jersey. Actually, I went to weather school with Anthony McCulloch, one of the three people with JMJ Missions. So that's going to be fun. Uh, That one's also going to be audio only. So if you usually watch videos, um, we'll have it in some kind of video form, but it's really audio only. Um, But until then, everybody have a great July. Happy 4th of July, too. We'll catch you in a couple of weeks, and then we'll catch you in the beginning of August talking to Dave Robinson. Take care, everybody. 